Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Larry. Welcome to Manipod, a podcast dedicated to men over 50. Brought to you by Manipods.com. Hi, I'm Mike, and this is Larry, and these are the Riches, Wendy and Alan Rich, and we're back for part two, and we're going to be talking about the business. How did you make your way up that ladder? And we're going to talk about that and much more. Sounds good. Okay. Let's do it. Anyway, so this is part two, and, and thanks for coming back and being with us because you have a great story, and you were just getting into it when we left you the last time about your producing and how you've made it to the level that you were at when we left you last, 10 years into the business and already producing television movies, and Alan was staying at home for a while right. with helping raise the boys and getting his career back going, so that's where we left it. Now... And now, uh, go again. Let's hear it. Part two. Part two is you guys are successful in Hollywood, but how do you keep it going? How do you stay relevant? He did eventually come back to work. Uh, oh, yeah. We know and that. Produce all we those know movies. that. Oh yeah, right. yeah, of course. Right. So, so how how each year do you come up with fresh stuff and new stuff to keep yourself relevant in Hollywood? Well, we come up with fresh stuff and new stuff to keep ourselves inspired. I mean, it's, right. that's you, you. You look at the business, and but you don't. I don't. We we don't choose things that are for the business as much as entertaining, tell a story, have a purpose. You know, will have lasting effect. What effect will it have? So, and that just that just comes. He reads. I read. We come up with ideas we meet guys like you you know <laughs> and seriously and it mm -hmm. moves us and we go this is a story that needs to be told these are characters that that can express a lot to both men and women your story to both men and women that people want to hear and can learn from and grow from and and laugh at and laugh at oh, themselves yeah, sure. you yeah. know and laugh at themselves right. yeah. so it's uh, it's it it's exciting to us to work so it's it's we just keep coming up where, with ideas. Where we left off the last yeah. time is you were uh, in your tenure career at ABC, right. and you produced your first I, uh, TV, TV movie, movie, right? Yes, right. with Anne Margaret and Forrest Whitaker. No, uh, no, Frederick Forrest. Frederick, Frederick Forrest. Forrest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm um, sorry. That's all right. And uh, so where, after that, where'd you go? Well, I had an executive career. I, I was in a partnership at Universal and did a couple of TV movies with a woman named Paula Levin back for about 12, 13 years and worked with John Landis and wrote some comedies with him with Paula. And then um, I had an executive career at ABC in movies for television and I went to Fox um, and and oversaw the Fox night at the movies when they went into the movie business. It was very exciting time. I wanted to work with Peter Chernin and Barry Diller and and they wow. had started this they were you know two really great geniuses and and it was a golden opportunity to work with people to who had ideas that were unique. Mm -hmm. And we started uh, new directors, Tom Shadiak, and Ben Stiller was uh, the star of the first movie. And I don't think he had done Plus, very much at that butter, point. The guys <laughs> <laughs> so you're I, sweet. They like you. <laughs> so anyway, it was. It, I had an executive uh, career, and then. Somebody called me about General Hospital and had a meeting, and I'd never seen a soap, and and I was concerned about the quality of the writing and how do you do that and how do you stay relevant and 
Uh, it's so slow. And they said, watch it for two weeks, and you will know um, what you want to do. And I couldn't stop thinking about stories for the characters. Mm. I just couldn't stop thinking of it. it. had legal pads of notes and ideas. And so I did that for nine years, created Poor Charles. And then I, which my dearest friend, Julie Carruthers, then took over that show and She's executive an producer. Amazing we know woman. her. Yeah. Yeah, we know. Under, her. Underpaid. Yes. Uh, way underpaid. She's our partner now. I know. Really? I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, did Laguna Beach, uh, the real Orange County, the first season, which was a great opportunity. The first, I think, the first docu soap. Um, very, very excellent opportunity. And and then the Bay. I'm doing the Bay now, and we're creating a spin-off of the Bay. Wow. And I'm working with Alan on a number of, of movies and series. No, and nothing relevant, though. A lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things. A lot of things. So, so I think there is a misconception, or certainly I own that misconception, yeah. because I have seen it in, in not just in Hollywood, but in other businesses where, for instance, my, my brother-in-law used to do all the trailers for Disney. Right. And a new administration came in and they gave it to their friends and he was out. Uh-huh. And you see that in, in medicine and other kinds of businesses, right? Where if a new administration or a new group of people come in, they tend to lean towards whether it's a younger demographic that they are or just friends or, or acquaintances or whatever. Uh, my impression is that Hollywood works the same way, and it's more than just a, what have you done for me lately? It's more of a, eh, you know, uh, I'm going to go with these youngsters instead. Uh-huh. Do you find that? Do you see that? Or am I totally off base? I don't think you're totally off base. I think that um, very bright guy, one of the brightest guys I know is Peter Goober. And uh, he said to me, it's, not, it's show business when you're risking hundreds of millions of dollars, you're in danger. You're never 100% sure. So relevancy is a kind of a subjective thought process. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every time you're up at bat, you're you're saying, okay, what is this? Why am I doing this? What am I trying to say with this? Who's the market for this? Uh, I've been doing this for 50 years. The business has changed. The business has changed more in the last 18 months than it ever since television came. The advent of the streamers has completely, on one hand, made the business greater, and on another hand, hurt the theatrical movie business because a number of product that would fit and do well is no longer primarily available or made for theatrical release. Rather, the Netflix, Amazon. Those Hulu, those like, those like opportunities, those those like opportunities, yeah. have opened new doors that are great, but they also have closed doors that were great. So what you're doing is you're kind of at a constant evaluation process. Mm-hmm. Um, I've changed in 50 years. I'm working on uh, on the life of the Balanchine. I'm working on the life of the Emperor Constantine. I'm working on the life of Michelangelo. These are things I would not have gotten into my personal bailiwick in a sense. I'm at that age now where, where I'm certain things, but I'm still rocking it in the free world. <laughs> so, but in answer to your reference. but in answer to what you were, I think, wanting to know is how do you 
when you go into a meeting with someone who is half your age, who has... Or younger. Or younger, has, has less experience, first of all, you go... I find if I am, have something that I believe in and I am my authentic self, that's what matters. You know, that's really what matters. And yeah. if I can connect with them, then, then that's great. Hopefully something will happen. It all depends on wh who that person has to sell to or pitch to and what their needs are. But Age, uh, doesn't, age doesn't mean anything to me. And age doesn't matter no. unless you're cheese. No. No. Or wine. You should put that on a T-shirt. Yeah. Oh yeah! No. Oh, there's an idea. Should. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. in other words, I don't. Younger people to me are. I like them. I like them. Some are better than others. Just it's all subjective. It's mm -hmm. all relative. Some are easier to deal with. Some are not. Some are narrow. It, you have to fit my subjective needs. Yeah in order for me to you know, interface with you. It doesn't mean you're a good person or a bad person. So I feel as relative, I mean, you know, my music is The Doors and you know, that situation, but the, one of the biggest movies of the last two years was Bohemian Rhapsody right. and then a remake of A Spot Star is Born and right. then uh, Elton John, which we Rocky watched Man, two yeah. nights. Mm -hmm. So that's our music. Right. So, so, and, so, and so that always gets respect. I mean, you know, being an old hippie, it's a lot of weight there. If you watch the Grammys, I hardly knew anybody. And that's well, but we also, was, but you have to, but it's important to stay current. Correct. Right? I mean, yeah. I've known Billy about Billie Eilish for a while. Oh, I, I never heard. Anything. I had never heard of her until yeah. that night. I understand. And but you now, guys, you guys are not in. The, you guys are yeah. not in that current. I mean, right. you're, you're not. But you can. All you have to do is Google. And you say, and go. What are the top um, top ten now today? Mm -hmm. And then go demographically. Right. What do teenagers listen to? Age thirteen to, to to eighteen. Let's say. What's their top? What's global? What's so we do? You know, we do the research so that we're. That's how you stay current. Yeah, right. And um, just going to be yourself. L let me I mean, I also I don't know that menopause to a 21 year old would understand so the job is first of all we're not pitching to a 21 year old but the job of a producer is to pitch what is relatable because what what you go through at 50 is there are differences but there are similarities mm -hmm. to what you go through in any and every transition in life transitions right right you know that eyeglass thing transitions that's, yeah. that's yeah. all we're doing is yeah. we're going yeah. into light and dark and shade yeah. it's all about transitions and if you can relate on that level of mm. of the human condition you get through now there I, I just emailed my son Peter today I said did you expect Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> yeah. to do that kind of business I didn't so so, so I'm not I'm not in the Sonic to Hedgehog universe. <laughs> I just never played the game. Right, right. But there was a tremendous market out there. Right. Apparently. But if you're building a company in the 21st century, you want to have people who we work with, either yeah. who will help guide you into their favorites. In other words, a Star's been done, Elton John's been done, Aretha's been done. So that great music, movies have been done. So, so, so you have a chance to bring in and work with people in this next iteration that we're going to be going into, who will share their experiences? In other words, if, someone, if, someone, if, if, if a younger person who was working with us said to me, "We should do Sonic the Hedgehog movie," 
I would not have been in the same space. Right. I would have had to have been educated because that's right. not my worldview. Right, right. The, English, the Irishman, obviously, is my yeah. worldview. Yeah, yeah. 1917 is my worldview. Yeah. Um, you know, comedies are my worldview. But if somebody gives you, a, you know, the statistic on the sales of, of, then you of, of it, then you listen then and you, you listen. say, let me look at it. Or if yeah. somebody says it's coming up because of the following, it depends on how it's being pitched. You know, it's coming up because of the following. Then you look at it and you, and you research it and you check it out and you talk to people. I'm a, I'm a junkie for a, for a good idea. I like to work with yeah. other people. I'm very partner oriented. Well, um, and so are we. And a good yes. story. And, and a good story. story. I, I love it when somebody that I can work with somebody who has a really good idea that I can be a part of. I take great joy in that. That's, I really like being a studio executive when I was working at TriStar primary reason was I liked helping people with their dreams. That, I really enjoyed that, yeah. and that mm. was great for me. That's and, fantastic. Um, so we, that got was, your, that was, we got that, your dream, boys. Thank All you. right. Thank you. Yeah, a, so we want you guys to come back on your 75th for, anniversary. Oh, God. Uh, and we'll talk and see where everybody is okay, and what's right happening. Here. If my right hair here. looks good, I'll be back. <laughs> and let me ask you one, one quick thing. Yes. Is menopause a real thing? Yes. Um, you think so? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, that guaranteed. I mean, I, I, I'm too old to be a menopauser. I'm a death pause. Stop it. I no, hate that. The man but, who stopped. But I'm the man who stopped. Yeah. yeah. But menopause, <laughs> you, yes, yes. The man who yes. stopped. Right. Well, um, thanks so yeah. much for coming and doing yes. this with us. Thank you so much. Are you willing to come back and do one more? Would love yeah, it. Sure. Fantastic. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. You want to hear more podcasts or read great articles? Get involved with the menopause community for men over 50 on menopause.com. And don't forget, live life, live young.